Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Okay, I'm freaking excited to talk to you about this today because I've been thinking about recording this episode for a long time now, and I didn't feel like the timing was right, and I didn't know how I was going to put it all together super concisely for you, and I feel like I'm finally ready, okay? So... I've said this a million times before, but just in case you've missed previous episodes, Bryn, your girl, was a kindergarten teacher before I became a mom. And I love little people. Like, they are my jam. When I go anywhere, when I meet anybody, it's just innate in me to address the little people first, to say hi to them, to ask them their name, to make sure they see, they feel seen, they feel loved, they feel acknowledged. And then I'll talk to the mom and dad, right? And for better or for worse, that's just, that's just Bryn. And I love, 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 love little people. And I really, really feel like teaching kindergarten and working with little people helped me to become a mom because in college I got to study human development, social development, language development, social cues, all of those awesome things. And I latched on to it. I totally nerded out about all of it. And so I wanted to take my, I don't even know, several years of experience with things that I learned in school, things that I learned while teaching at the BYU preschool, things that I learned while teaching kindergarten, things that I learned just from babysitting and interacting with kids all the time, put it all together in one episode to help you have like the greatest hits, if you will, like the greatest top tips that I can share with you about how to treat kids essentially, and how to help them thrive in every area of their life, not just in the relationship between mom and child, but really to help them thrive in every area of life. And remember, okay, this is Bryn's best practices so far. Okay. I don't have teenagers, but I have worked with teenagers for a long time. And I have used these similar concepts with the teenagers that I know, even though they're not my own teenagers. And I feel like it's still very, very applicable. Okay. So I want to invite you before I even launch into this to like, come at this with an open heart, with an open mind and with a, okay, what can I learn? What can I apply? How can I grow today? Okay. And please, please, please grace mama grace. Okay. Like this stuff, it took me years to learn it. And then I got to literally implement it and practice it daily with mentors, helping me, guiding me, critiquing me, helping me grow, helping me get better. And so if you learn this stuff and you're like, wow, I suck, like stop it. Okay. Just be nice to yourself. Just do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. Okay. 
do the best you can with what you know, with what you have. And I really, really encourage you, like this is an episode, if you're like driving or on a walk or whatever, okay, cool. Listen to it, enjoy it. But this is definitely one of those episodes that I want to invite you to revisit or to sit down with a pen and paper so that you can take a little bit of notes so that, or like, as you're listening, have the notes section open in your phone. Obviously don't do that while you're driving. I don't want you to get in a car accident. Right. But take notes. Okay. Cause again, this is like a lot of years of straight up knowledge that I'm going to share with you as concisely as I can. Okay. So I know for me personally, I do better at remembering things when I have acronyms. Okay. So I came up with an acronym for you and guess what? The acronym is teaching. Okay. Just the word teaching. And we're going to go through all of the steps, all eight steps for all the things that I want to share with you that I learned while teaching and that have really, really helped me become a better mom and a better person and a better Bryn. Okay. So very first, the T stands for to, with, and by. And for those of you who are not familiar with that, you might already be scratching your head and like, what? I don't even know what, what does that mean? What did you just say? So, so many people that I've talked to have talked about like, I don't want to be micromanaging. Isn't that micromanaging? And so the concept of to, with, and by is the concept of when you're teaching anyone, anything, whether they're one, two, 20, 70, 90, whatever, anywhere in between first, you need to do it to them. AKA, let me show you how to do it. Okay. You're doing it to them. They're watching, you're showing. Then you do it with them. You do it together. You, that you give them little roles. You let them help you. You help them. You're doing it together. Right. And then they learn to do it by themselves. Okay. And this is a concept that I use every single day. I do this with my coaches and my coaching business. I do this with my new customers as I'm helping them learn how to make healthy habits. I do this with my children when I'm teaching them any new skill. I do this with teenagers when I'm serving in the church and trying to help them learn how to lead and whatever. It's this concept of to, with, and by. Okay, first you do it to them, then you do it with them then you let them spread their wings and do it by themselves. Okay. That is huge. That is huge. That is huge. And it is not micromanaging. It is helping them and scaffolding them to have this beautiful, strong base of support. Okay. And that's actually scaffolding is actually a theorist. I can't even remember which theorist, but it's that concept of like, when you're building a building, when you're building a structure, when you're building a human, you have to have strong scaffolding. You have to have a strong foundation. You have to have a strong base of support. Otherwise, when they go off and do things by themselves, it's just going to crumble. It's going to fall. They're going to feel like a failure and guess what? They're going to quit and they're going to never, never do it again. Right. But if you can scaffold, if you can do this concept of to, with, and by, you will help them. You will show them exactly how it's done. You will help them in the little areas of their life, feel like they can be supported and feel like they can do it and have little wins along the way and then feel confident, confident enough that, okay, I can do this by myself. Okay. So that's the T to with and by. 
moving on. E stands for encourage the use of words. One of mine and my husband's favorite phrases that we use all the time is use your words, use your words, use your words. And that's actually a book that I mega suggest. I just encouraged one of my friends to listen to it. And it's like a dollar on Amazon and it is so dang good. I can't remember who the author is. It's like an orange book with a picture of a mom and a kid. And it says something about teacher talk, whatever, something like that. It's called use your words, mega suggest that book mega 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 suggest that book and i know it's technically for teachers but i think every single parent could learn and glean wisdom from that book okay so encourage the use of words i personally i have had so much success i mean i've only got three kids and like i said this is not just bryn patting herself on the back this is just me sharing what i know and what has worked for me so far okay uh my kids talk really well like really well. And we get compliments and comments all the time of like, holy cow, they speak so well and so clearly. How did you do that? Right. And I really think <laughs> it's this concept. I don't let them get away with eh, and just crying and just pointing and stuff like that. I encourage them, use your words, use your words. And even my two-year-old, we still are saying it all the time. And she speaks so well, so clearly already. Girlfriend, use your words. If you just start crying, I have no idea why you're sad. You could be hurt. You could be frustrated. You could be angry. You could wish that Holland wanted to share with you. You could, like, there are so many reasons for crying use your words so that I know exactly why it is that you're upset. Do I value sign language? Yes. And I think there is a time and a place for like zero to one-year-olds to like learn sign language, to like all done, water, more, all those types of things. But for me personally, this is again, according to Bryn, please don't throw rocks at me if you're like a huge sign language advocate. I have never been super big on teaching my own children sign language because then I feel like once they learn sign language, there's no need to talk. There's no need to talk. If And if they're capable of talking, I want them to be able to talk to me. And there are so many more things that we can say with verbal language than just with a few hand gestures, right? Especially in their own beautiful little minds. So teaching them, all done. And there's so many times where even my, my baby, she's, uh, she turned one in February and I, I ask her questions all the time as if she could talk to me and she can't. Right. But I, when she wakes up, I, I ask her, how was your sleep? Tell me all about your dreams. And she'll, and oh my gosh, really? Tell me more. What happened after that? Right. Like, and she like, we totally have this conversation, even though I have no idea what she's saying. Right. Like, but I, we have this conversation and I encourage the use of words always, always, always. And then when we're in the car and it's like, we're having story time and whatever. And I, I get mad at my four-year-olds because I, I say, you know, like, Ellie, what did you think about that? Like, if we just finished like going to the park or whatever, and he'll like, well, she can't talk, or I think she had fun or whatever. And I'm like, no, I like, thank you for talking for her, but she can, she can tell us. And she'll like, oh, or right. 
oh, really? You had fun too? I'm so glad, right? And really like, especially as kids get older, like they have older siblings, not letting the older siblings talk for the younger siblings, because I've seen it so many times, time and time again, that like, sure, the oldest several can talk, but then like the third or fourth, they can't walk, they can't talk. Why? Because the older siblings do everything for them and they don't, there's no need. There's no need, right? So truly, truly encouraging words, encouraging them to use their words. Okay. So there you go. That's E. Um, all right, moving on. A stands for ask good questions. <laughs> and this is something I see all the time and it makes me laugh <laughs> internally every time. And I just kind of want to like smack some parents upside the head that I'm like, can you not tell that that's like not really very effective, right? Do not ask your toddler, especially a yes or no question, okay? If, if they're like eight or above, yes or no questions are totally fine. But if you like say, if you, would you like to come sit down and eat dinner? No, right? And so how many times have you heard other parents say like, no is their favorite word, right? If you give them a choice between a yes or no question, guess what they're gonna say? No. Do you wanna come sit down and read a book with me? No. Do you want to share? No. <laughs> Do you want to give Alila a turn to swing on the swings? No, right? Like they're gonna say no, 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 no. You don't give them that choice. You, you don't. You say, all right, in one more minute, it's going to be Alila's turn to swing, period. That's a statement. That's not a question, okay? You don't give them the choice of yes or no. In two minutes, we're going to share the toy with Ellie. And then if you got a watch or an Alexa or whatever, you literally set a timer and you're teaching them these good practices like sharing and like coming and sitting down for dinner and like all these things, but you do not ask them the yes or no question. Don't do it because you're just setting yourself up for failure. And the same thing is true of like, <laughs> if you've ever noticed, like, did you guys have fun? Like, so no right like they they i don't know what it is right but no right and so if you instead say what was your favorite part about that and if they say i didn't like any of that okay tell me more why didn't you like any of it right but don't just ask yes or no questions because then it always turns into no for one and two there's no use of words going back to what i just said like if you can ask them the good questions that really get their brain thinking and really get their brain reeling around a good coherent answer and not just did you have a good day right tell me the best thing that happened today tell me what made you sad today right? Like that's not a yes or no question. And that engages their brains. And it also helps you guys to have a deeper relationship because you're getting more than just, yeah, I had a good day, right? You're hearing what made their day so great. And you're learning, oh, they play football at recess and they love it. Or, oh, they felt sad today because so-and-so pushed them. And I wouldn't have known that otherwise, right? So truly asking good questions to your kids, not yes or no questions. Okay. Steering clear of yes or no, and really engaging them in thought provoking, beautiful questions. Okay. All right. C stands for, and if you're like, wait a minute, go back. I don't know what you said. I will, I will review everything and the whole acronym at the end again. Okay. So C stands for choices. 
this is a huge one and I could really probably do a whole episode about it, but it would probably be potentially very boring. Okay. But choices are huge. And this kind of goes with what I was just saying about asking good questions and not doing the yes or no thing, but this is huge. And this is totally applicable for teenagers too. Okay. Kids, babies, toddlers, preteens, teenagers, all of it, all of it, even adults. Okay. Seriously. When you are giving someone a choice, because we all have choices, right? But when you're in charge, you need to establish that, you know what, I'm in charge and I'm, I'm helping you understand that I'm the leader in this situation. And I need to help you understand that. Okay. So that you can respect me and we can have a safe time, a fun time. We can enjoy our time together and all the things. And this really goes back to kind of what I was talking about a few episodes ago. It's a episode called the greatest parenting hack with like following up with your consequences. I mega suggest listening to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet, but this choices is huge. And let me give you a few examples. Cause I feel like examples are going to be the best way to really help you understand this. So when it is time to clean up our playroom, I tell my kids, all right, guys, in two minutes, we're going to clean up. And I literally set a timer. Okay. Two minutes. It's time to clean up now. Okay. And of course there's always kickback. I don't want to. Right. It's just, it's just how children are like that. And I'm not some fairy godmother who can like magically make my children happily clean up either. Right. So then we have a crossroad <laughs> and this happens every day. Right. Okay. Alila, you can either help me clean up or you can go to your room. Right. And sometimes, sometimes, okay, I'll go to my room, right? And it's like, oh crap, that was not a good, that was not a good choice, Bryn. Like I should have thought of a different consequence. Okay, Alila, if you help me clean up the playroom, I will give you a treat. If you choose not to clean up with us, you get no treat, okay? But the point is we are going to clean up the playroom. If you help me, there's a reward. If you don't help me, there's a consequence. Okay. But no matter what, this is what we are doing now. And you get to choose. Are you going to be helpful and get a reward or are you not going to be helpful and have a, a consequence? Okay. Same thing is true of when your child, especially toddlers, okay. Anywhere from zero to five, this really works very well, or really like zero to seven, probably sweetheart. It is time to leave. You can either get your shoes on by yourself, or I will help you put them on but we are getting our shoes on and we are leaving. What's your choice? Okay. So hearing the final act is my shoes will be on. Am I going to do it myself or is my mom going to help me? Okay. They don't have a choice when it comes to the shoes. The shoes are going to be on the feet, right? But their choice lies in, am I going to do it by myself or is my mom going to help me? Same thing is true of like, okay, come over here. Come here, please. Holland, you can walk over here or I will come pick you up. What's your choice, right? The underlying principle is you are going to come over here because <laughs> I need you over here by me, right? And this is like at a parking lot, in a store, at home, if they need to move, whatever, right? Like in any situation, sweetheart, come over here. And they're being defiant and they're not coming over. 
Holland, you can either walk over here or I'm going to come get you. What's your choice? Okay, five, four, three, two, one. All right, I'm coming to get you. And then guess what? I go and get him because I said, you're either walking over here or I'm going to come get you. You don't have a choice in the fact that you're going to be with me. How are you, your choice does lie in, are you going to do it yourself or am I going to help you? Okay, and that is huge. One, like I said on that podcast episode a few episodes ago, follow through with those consequences. You can't just say that, right? Like, okay, you can either come over here or I'm gonna come get you, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, come here, come on, come here, right? Like, no, like they had five seconds to decide. They chose not to come. So that's when you, parents, need to follow through and go get them, like you said, okay? There's a whole episode about that. But you do provide them that choice. And there is a consequence for choosing incorrectly, if you will. All right. You don't have to come to church with us today. You can either come to church with us and then we can have a nice family day, or you can choose to stay home. But if you choose to stay home, there will be no TV for the rest of the day or no playing with your friends tomorrow or whatever, right? Like you have a choice, but there will be a consequence for the choice if if you choose the opposite of what I am asking you to do, okay? You can choose to stay home from school today if you're feeling a little bit sick, but if you stay home from school today because you're so sick, then you also need to stay home from all play dates today. And you don't get to go outside and play with your friends. You don't get to go in the backyard. You need to rest all day long, okay? If you're sick, if you're so sick that you need to stay home from school, then you also need to just stay home and rest all day long. You don't get to play with friends. Okay. So giving them those choices, but helping them understand that there are consequences to their choices. And then mom, following through with those consequences. Sure. You can stay out past your curfew, but if you choose to do that, this is going to be the consequence. Okay. And then following through with that consequence right? So giving them those choices, but letting them know the ultimatum and letting them know what the consequence will be if they choose the opposite of what you're asking them to do. Okay. Okay. If you have questions about that, or if you like want specific examples, I love this stuff. Like truly, truly love all of this stuff. So if you're like, okay, this was the situation. I didn't know what to do. Help me through this. Like how, how should I have handled this? Like, seriously, send me a message on Instagram and I will totally like coach you through like, okay, this is what I would have done in that situation. And I can help you and guide you. Cause I had that for me. I had so many co-teachers and so many mentors and so many awesome people who helped me understand like hard situations with littles. So if you are like, this is what happened <laughs> with my kid, please help me. I would love to. Okay. So I'm inviting you, please, please, please reach out. Okay. Okay. Moving on. H stands for help them help themselves. And this is actually something that I learned in college when I was going to BYU. And it was actually in a religion class. It wasn't even in one of my classes for educating little people. It was in a religion class, but we had a lesson about the new Testament and about the savior. And we were reading about when he raised Jairus's daughter from the dead. And the very next thing after he raised her from the dead was he told them, okay, feed her, give her something to eat, give her some clothes. 
Like literally the savior just raised her from the dead. Do you think like he probably could have also made sure when she like came back alive that she had a full stomach and some clothes on, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he, he could have done that, right? Like he's master of universe and he could do all things, right? But he didn't. He raised her from the dead because no one else can do that. And then he told them, okay, now get her some food and get her some presentable clothing, right? Why did he do that? Because he wants to teach a man to fish instead of give a man a fish. Okay. And the same thing is true for your kiddos. Don't do for them what they can do for themselves. And this is like, even just the simplest things, like when my kiddos reach for something, on the counter and it's just a little bit out of their reach, I push it towards them and let them reach for it and get it themselves. I don't grab it and hand it to them. I push it over and let them reach it so that they can grab it. Okay. I let my two-year-old help me throw away diapers. I let my littles help me unload the silverware, right? I give my kiddos chores. They help me sort the laundry and all all those types of things. Okay. Help your child learn to help themselves. And really they are so dang capable. I watched and it was like, so amazing to me, but I watched these little four-year-olds like take a pitcher of water and totally pour their own water, like at snack time. And I was like, no way. Like, there's no way that a little four-year-old can like hold this heavy pitcher pour it into a Dixie cup without spilling, but guess what? They totally did it. They totally did it. And when I entered the preschool classroom, it was like the first time I was in there was like January. So they'd already been there for a couple months. Right. And then I, I continued teaching and then I got to see like, okay, August 30th or whatever the first day is and what it looks like at the beginning. And they're not capable of doing that right from the get-go, right? Like there's lots of spills, there's lots of mishaps, there's lots of tears, but then, okay, here you go. Here's a towel. Let's clean it up. Right. And then guess what? They learned and they learn how to do it by themselves. Right. And truly, truly kids are so capable. Like I taught my three-year-old how to open his own fruit snacks and how to squeeze it, like give the fruit snacks a hug, make it pop. You can open your own fruit snacks. Right. And here you go. Here's a cheese stick. You hold one side, you hold the other side, you pull apart. Let's practice. Let's work on it together. You can totally do this. Right. And really, truly just help them help themselves and understand that concept. Like I said, from the very beginning of two with and by, and this is also something that I talked about a few weeks ago when I referenced potty training very briefly about like being committed to teaching and making things an adventure versus an ordeal, right? Like just commit. I am going to teach them. I'm going to do this to them. I'm going to do this with them. And then I'm going to help them do this by themselves and really helping them help themselves ultimately because we want to raise self-sufficient, beautiful, fabulous children who are capable of doing whatever it is that they set their minds to, right? Okay, moving on. I stands for increase their chances of success. And this is a huge one, okay? I can't remember what book it was that I was reading in. I feel like it was the book called Intentional Teacher, which was also so good. It's like a textbook basically, but it was very good. So if you're like interested in this type of stuff, you really want to learn more about like being intentional with your kiddos, I may suggest that book. Um, and, but in 
in, I'm pretty sure it was that book. We talked a lot and there's so many theorists that talk about the zone of proximal development. Okay. But basically what it means is when you're doing this concept of to, with, and by, you have to set them up in a level where they will succeed. And sometimes that takes serious trial and error, right? Like doing it to them, going back to two with and by, it's it's really easy, right? Like just watch, I'll show you. It's really that with part that is huge, huge, huge. And they need to be in their zone of proximal development to really succeed. If you're teaching them to ride a bike and you just have them, all right, here you go. Here's the bike, hop on, go. Uh, no. <laughs> like that is not their zone of proximal development. You, you can't just go from to to buy. You have got to do it with them and just, okay, I'm building this scaffolding. First, I'm going to hold on to the handlebars and I'm going to hold on really tight and I'm not going to let them fall. And I'm going to just go and go and go. And then we'll do that for as long as we need. And then when I feel ready, when I feel like he's ready or she's ready, okay, now maybe I'll just only hold on with one hand or maybe I'll let go for two seconds or maybe X, Y, Z, whatever. I'll shift and change and make it a little harder for them. And But first we're building the scaffolding, right? Like we're in their zone of proximal development because if they don't feel like they can succeed, I can't remember what the percentage was. I think it was like 70% of the time, right? Like a passing grade. If they try a new skill and they don't succeed, a very high amount of times they quit and they never want to try it again. And I bet you can think of your own examples in your life about the truth of that statement, right? Like if you tried dancing and you failed at it 60% of the time, did you ever do it again? If people made fun of you, did you ever do it again? No. If you went to piano lessons and you didn't like it 60% of the time, or you felt like you sucked at it, did you keep going? Okay. And on the flip side, if you played volleyball and you excelled at it and you were really good at it, did you keep going? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Right. And this can make or break habits, talents, abilities, new new roles, new jobs, new all the things. If you're helping people work in their zone of proximal development, you're building that scaffolding, you're doing that to with and by with them, you will help them grow and thrive and succeed. And then they will be able to grow and grow and grow even more because they have this really strong base of support and you helped them stay in their zone when you were to doing things to them, doing things with them. So now they can do it by themselves. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense, but really trying to be intentional and aware of, all right, this is too hard for them. How can I make it easier? Or this is too easy for them. It's going to get boring. How can I make it a little more challenging, right? And helping them truly be in that zone where it's not too easy. It's not too hard. It's just right. Right. Like that Goldilocks principle. It's not too easy. It's not too hard. It's just perfect. Okay. And finding that zone and making it harder as they grow and all the things. Okay. All right. Moving on to N. And this is really a huge one. This is a huge one. N stands for not so 
serious. Okay. Especially with the stuff that I was talking about with like choices and encouraging words and asking good questions and, but really, really like choices. <laughs> Don't take yourself so seriously. Okay. There is a time and a place for like, all right, girlfriend, like this is your choice. You can either do this or do that. But if you don't like all the things that I said during choices, right. But there's also a time and a place for like, you know what? I don't even care. Like they don't need shoes. We're just going to go outside for two seconds. I'm not going to fight them about their shoes. <laughs> okay. So there is that time and a place for, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And are we fighting about whether or not you're going to wear a polo or a T-Rex shirt to church? You know what? It really doesn't matter. I just, I want you to come to church with us. And if you want to wear your T-Rex shirt to church, okay, cool. Like put it on, let's go. Right. So truly just like, <sighs> take a deep breath sometimes. And like, there are so many times when I'm, especially like at the store or when we're out and about, and you know, my kids just get bored or they get a little rambunctious and they're like being maybe a little crazy. And there's, there's times when I'm like, girlfriend, get back here or Holland, get your butt over here. You need to stay by the cart. I don't want you to get hit by a car, right? Like, please hold on to me. You need to hold my hand whatever. Like there is definitely a time and a place for that. And then there's also a time and a place for, you know what? There is no one by me. So, okay, cool. You can run around the racks at Target and hide in the clothes. Just don't knock them over, right? But that's okay. You're allowed to be little. You're allowed to be little. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to be silly. It's okay. And I'm just not going to take myself so seriously, okay? So not so serious, okay? Remember to let them be little. Remember to let them have fun. Remember to give yourself grace. Remember to give your kiddos grace. Don't be so serious all the time, okay? Remember, there's a time and a place for both. All right, last thing, get on their level. And I may have mentioned this previously, but I really just wanna hit it again. And when I mean get on their level, like I literally mean like kneel down. When you are able to have a conversation with your kids and you're kneeling or sitting and your eyes are in line with each other, you'll feel it immediately. It's just a deeper level of connection when you're kneeling or squatting or sitting and you're just looking at each other eye to eye versus that I'm towering over you and that it just, it just communicates a different message. I'm right, you're wrong, I'm big, you're little, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Matilda status. But when you sink down and you literally get on their level and you talk face to face, there's a different level level of listening. There's a different level of respect. There's a different level of communication. And something my mom said on at the very beginning when she was on as a guest on the Grace With Your Holidays podcast episode is just that concept of listening with your eyes instead of just with your ears. And I don't know about you, but my kids all the time, mom, 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 what, what, what? And I say what, and they just keep saying that until I look at them or until I get down on their level. They can tell when we're listening for real and when we're just saying we're listening and not actually listening, right? And again, give yourself grace. Not so serious, right? Like there are definitely those days. I am not perfect at this by any way, shape or form. I do not get on their level every single day. 
I do not, I don't, I should be better. But there's a lot of times when I do. And again, do the best you can with what you know. And when you know better, do better. Okay. I love that quote by Maya Angelou. So do your best, especially in those conversations that really matter. Get on their level. Talk face to face, eye to eye. You'll feel the difference immediately. Okay. That's everything. That's everything that I had for you. And really, truly, that is like <laughs> so many years of experience and kidness just packed into one little episode. So really, I feel like there's so much more there. So if there's anything that was like unclear or you want more on or you have questions about, please feel free to reach out to me because I can do a full episode about it. I can clarify. I can answer your questions personally. I can whatever. Okay. Um, so again, just to recap, the acronym is teaching. Okay. T stands for to, with, and by. E stands for encourage words. A stands for ask good questions, not yes or no questions, right? C stands for choices. H stands for help them help themselves. I stands for increase success, AKA the zone of proximal development. N stands for not so serious. And G stands for get on their level. Okay. I freaking love you. I hope this was helpful. I know these things have been very, very helpful for me in parenting. They really helped me when I was a teacher. They've really helped me in service with my church. And like I said, this stuff is, is good for relationships and communication on all sides and really helping anyone grow and thrive and increase their fullest level of potential, whether you're a leader in your work whether you're a parent, whether you are whatever, whatever your roles are, if you have a desire to help other people, to help them grow, to communicate effectively, these are some solid freaking tips to help your children, to help your peers, to help your everybody in your life. Okay. So I love you and I'll chat with you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.